Welcome to Friday Friends, RIL Der Info's weekly look at the organizations and individuals providing resources for Rhode Island seniors, caregivers, and professionals. Good morning, everybody. You caught me dancing again on this fine first Friday of summer. As you know, it's nine o'clock. I am Deb Burton, Executive Director of RI Elder Info, and you are watching this show or listening to this show on Friday. So that makes this Friday, friends. I'm really excited about the guests that we're talking to today because they really do offer some concrete help for caregivers. So Really glad that you have joined us here today. Hit the like button and the share button and all those little social media things to let people know, hey, this is a really cool video that you got to check out because the information that we're talking about today is something that you or someone you know really will need. So please help us get the word out. As you know, the entire month of June, we have dedicated our episodes of Friday Friends to raising awareness of elder abuse and resources to help people who may have been at risk for elder abuse. So today's resources are really helpful for those caregivers today so that when they get that frustration that there's help available. Um, So really important, you hit the like and the share button now. As you all know, we are a nonprofit 501c3, and we could not do what we do without the support of our sponsors. So a huge thank you to Point32 Health Foundation and to Aetna, to United Healthcare, Oak Street Health, um, JD Solutions, Neighborhood Health, 321 Media, who is the magic behind this video, England Studios, and all of the individual donors who have hit the donate button on our website to help support our work and getting information out to people. Huge thank you. It's because of you that we're able to help other folks. So again, make sure you hit the like button and the share button because today's conversation is super important. I would like to welcome my guest, Kelly Hurley from CareLink. Hi, Deb. How are you? Good. How are you, Kelly? Great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So one of the leading risk factors for an individual to experience elder abuse is having dementia or a cognitive impairment. And I understand that you have a program that can help folks who have cognitive impairments. Can you yes. share with folks what that is? Yeah, um, so CareLink was really fortunate enough um, to receive a very generous grant um, from the Administration for Community Living, um, where we are providing some evidence-based programs um, in the home for people living with dementia and their caregivers. And one of those uh, interventions is called Skills to Care. And this is a really special program 
because it works directly with the caregiver of someone living with dementia um, and really works to support them through the, uh, the caregiving process. Um, you know, we know that uh, more than 70% of people living with Alzheimer's are living at home and 75% um, of the care uh, that is provided to them is provided by a family member or uh, a caregiver, an unpaid caregiver. Um, so the stress that uh, goes with being a caregiver for somebody for 24 hours a day um, is just, it's overwhelming um, and it can lead to a lot of complications for the caregiver, uh, chronic stress, uh, depression, anxiety, um, and all of those really can change the way that the caregiver is able to provide the care. And so what Skills to Care, I'm saying care a lot today. Um, so what Skills to Care does is it's a program that goes in and sits down with the caregiver and honestly holds their hand and talks to them about the process. Um, you know, how can we support you? How can we uh, problem solve this? How can we make sure that you have some time for yourself so that you can avoid this burnout and so that you can avoid those changes that uh, occur when you're so stressed out that you can't even think straight. Um, and how can you continue to provide the best care for your loved one and keep them safe at home? You know, when you say evidence-based care, sometimes people aren't really sure what does that mean? What, what is evidence-based programming? That's a good question. Um, so evidence-based program is something that has been studied and proven to um, to work, essentially. So um, there is there are multiple studies out there about skills to care and the fact that it is uh, it's clinically shown to reduce caregiver stress and burden um, through the process of caregiving for someone with uh, Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, and so the, the skills to care training is specialized uh, for occupational therapists, and it's a really intensive uh, a training with um, a six-month supervisory period, wow. a lot of extra studying and casework and and because of all that extra work and because of the really specialized training, we can we can have so much confidence in these clinicians that are entering the home that they know what they're doing and that they're going to really be able to help support you in this in this difficult process. So if I'm hearing correctly, skills to care, the actual team members that are coming out to meet with the family, they've really participated in this intense training to make sure that the skills to care program, when when it's administered and and given to people, it's actually proven to work. That's the evidence based piece. So when people are reaching out to participate in this program, and you send your folks in, it's this program has proven to be helpful, right? Right. And we're so confident in that, um, not only because of the program that we're using um, has that evidence base, but also because of the feedback that we get personally from the family members that are just so grateful to have that support and to have somebody that is able to go in and again, hold their hand through this process and give them suggestions and ideas and, and um, really help make things easier for them um, so that they can continue to care for their loved one without feeling that overwhelming burden and stress that, that a lot of us feel as caregivers. Exactly. I, you know, it, it's being a caregiver is one of those things that can really be fulfilling and can feel um, like a blessing to be able to provide care for your loved one. 
but it's also a lot of work. And I think a lot of times caregivers don't necessarily give themselves enough credit for how much work is involved. Um, and that it's a, it's a 24 seven thing. Uh, yeah. And I some- think, this, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think that caregiving specifically for someone with a dementia or Alzheimer's is so painful and difficult because um, it's a long process, right? So so the, the diagnosis of dementia, um, I mean, it's, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road of, of continued kind of memory loss and painful um, events. And so for a caregiver, to have that experience over a really long period of time, um, having the support systems in place when this all begins and when you you know you take on the role of, of a caregiver, it's so important. Absolutely, and I think that there was some research done that caregivers provide over a billion dollars in free unpaid work um, just here in Rhode Island, not even nationwide, but here in Little Rhode Island, over a billion dollars. That's that's crazy. Right. And that number is going to continue to increase as, um, you know, there's a big push to keeping loved ones home and, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, aging in place that the, especially with the, um, the lack of staffing a lot of times with uh, nursing agencies that we, you know, the family members are taking on that uh, caregiver role a lot more than they used to. So. Exactly. So with the skills to care program, what kind of activities can people expect to participate in? Um, That's a great question. So the initial visit will be an occupational therapist. They'll come into the home, they'll sit down with uh, the caregiver and the person with dementia, and they'll just get to know you. Um, Talk to you about how things are going, talk about any behaviors that might be happening. Um, sometimes it's it's medication management, incontinence, hygiene. Um, you know, sometimes it's activities of daily, daily living. My mom used to be able to get herself dressed by, um, and now she continues to skip a step and miss her underwear every time. And, and what can we do to set her up for success so that uh, she doesn't get so frustrated and that I don't get so frustrated when, you know, she is unable to do something that she used to be able to do before. Um, and then so they'll they'll set up a kind of an action plan. Um, they'll say, listen, these are the kind of issues that you've identified that you're struggling with with your loved one. And here's how we're going to work on those. We're going to we're going to problem solve them together. We're going to talk through it. We're going to come up with, uh, you know, five different solutions for you to try at home and see how it goes, see if that's something that works. Um, And then there's a whole nother component of skills to care that happens that is really focused on caregiver uh, self-care. So um, what are five things that you can do for yourself this week? Um, What are five ways that you can prioritize your um, mental health and your well-being? And, you know, is there somebody that you can call for to come for an hour to watch, uh, you know, mom or dad so that you can step out and you can go to that yoga class or you can take a walk or you can do whatever you need to do to take some time for yourself so that you can come back feeling refreshed and feeling like you can provide, you know, better care because you did something for yourself. So it's um, the visits are uh, what typically once a week. Um, So there is kind of a homework you know, but it's, but it's all natural. It would happen, um, you know, after discussing something, you would try it out. So um, that's kind of the follow, follow through that happens. And, and the sessions go as long as you need. So if, if, 
you know, if something new comes up, you know, my mom started waking up at two o'clock in the morning and, and um, you know, she can't settle and I don't know what to do. I'm so stressed. I'm overtired. Um, a new problem comes up and that the occupational therapist says, OK, let's start with this and we'll we'll keep going. So as long as there's things to work on, uh, we'll be there to help. So it's there's that initial visit. And I think a lot of times when people think of occupational therapy, they think of like, let me do exercises kind of things, but this is actually, you know, um, you know, I give my loved one a shirt to put on and tell them, you know, go get dressed. And when I go to check on them, like they're, they've got their shirt over their shoulders, but they didn't do the buttons. Right. And, and I, I just, can't do the buttons every single time. They need to be able to just go get dressed when I tell them. And part of what it sounds like the skills to care is really kind of helping that caregiver to understand that there are steps involved in putting on your shirt. And sometimes dementia robs people of that pathway of, you know, this is your shirt and you put it on and then you button it and then you tuck it in and OT kind of helps caregivers understand what might work better for individuals. Is, right. And is that it, that's perfect. And um, I think you're right about the OTs getting kind of, uh, um, I've had a lot of people say, oh, occupational therapist. Oh, honey, I've been retired for five years. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> they do a lot more than, um, but OT has a, has a huge um, scope of practice. They are experts in dementia. They're experts in the disease process, and they're really experts in looking outside of the box. So they are coming in with a new perspective. So, you know, the shirt example that you just gave, maybe what needs to happen is all the button up shirts need to go into the basement in a box. And maybe, you know, mom needs to wear her lovely tunics that slip right over the head and avoid the frustration to begin with. And that's something that in the moment you might not think of. But when a new set of eyes comes in and says, get rid of the button up shirts, you know, the problem goes away. It's, it's not a big deal. And, you know, just eliminating that cause of that source of stress, it can just make the, the morning go smoother. So. Yeah, no, that's really good. Now, do you offer like caregiver support groups or anything like that? Do you kind of foster those communities? Do you meet publicly or is it always in people's houses? How does that work? That's a really good um, question. So we recently um, brought on a licensed social worker because we have um, experienced the um, or noticed the need for uh, more caregiver support. So we are doing one on one consultation with the social worker, as well as um, some caregiver support groups. And, you know, we do work also closely with the Alzheimer's Association to refer to their support groups as well. Um, but for those people that are participating in our program, we do have that social working component as well that we can bring in. If somebody just feels like they need a higher level of kind of counseling or support, um, we definitely would provide that uh, through this program. So we're we're very lucky to have the um, funding, the grant funding to be able to provide such important uh, things that sometimes um, just aren't available at this point. Now, grant funded, how long is this project expected to last? That's a good question. Um, it is a three-year grant, and we were awarded in um, 2021. So we've got about a year and a half left of our um, grant funding. And then mm -hmm. the kind of 
point of the program of the funding is to create a program that lasts beyond the, um, you know, the government funded money uh, to create a program that's sustainable that we can um, continue. So we have found, we know that, you know, through the 200 phone calls I've taken um, for people seeking this services and the support is that it's needed in the state. And, and I think, you know, our job now is to make sure that we can um, keep it going beyond, you know, when the money runs out, we have to find a way to keep it going. And, and I think that we have, we have the passion and we have the means to do it because, um, you know, it's so needed. It absolutely is. So who, what is the eligibility criteria? Who can participate in the program and who do they contact to if, if they want to participate in the program? Um, that's a great question. Uh, the eligibility is really simple. Um, have to be a Rhode Island resident. Um, that is just part of the funding from our um, our funder. And then we they have to be community living. So nobody in a nursing home or assisted living it has to be living at home in the community. Um, and they have to have some form of uh, cognitive impairment, um, whether it's mild cognitive impairment all the way to Alzheimer's, um, any sort of, you know, memory issues qualifies. And that's it. Um, you know, I'll do the rest of the screening over the phone. And then um, I, I think we're going to share my email and um, and phone number. So if you call that number that's listed, you're, you're going to get me right away. Um, I am the person at the end of the, the other end of the phone. So it's a very personal experience. I'll take your information and I'll set you up with a clinician to come out um, and to work with you. So. so people who call really will get you and, and all they have to do is dial the 401-490-7610 and then is it ask for extension 116 or do they have to dial 116? You just dial 116 right in and uh, and my phone will ring. And if I'm not, um, I don't know, at lunch, I'll answer. I usually answer <laughs> at lunch too, honestly. So <laughs> as long as I'm at my desk, you'll get me or I'll call you right back. Um, it's, you know, CareLink is a really small, we're a small nonprofit. Um, and, you know, what you see is what you get. So if you call, it's going to be me. That's awesome. So the Skills to Care program you're, you live in the community, you and or your loved one have a diagnosis of dementia. Yep. And you live in Rhode Island. Okay, simple That's enough. It. Yep. Simple enough. Now, do you have to have any particular kind of um, insurance program, uh, a particular Medicare plan or anything like that? Um, so because we are grant funded, any um, of uh, co-pays or deductibles or co-insurance will be covered by the grant so there'll be no out-of-pocket expense if you don't have insurance it's fine we will we will still service you um we do bill insurance again for that sustainability effort so that at mm -hmm. the end of this we can say hey insurance is paying for this and they are um but you will have no out-of-pocket cost to participate so um you'll never see a bill from us and any money that carolyn could uh collects through the insurance that we bill goes back into providing more grant services for folks. So um, there's no catch. I think a lot of people are like, so, okay, this is all free. Then what? Um, nothing. We really are just in the business of helping people and um, really supporting the folks with dementia and their caregivers. That is absolutely amazing. I love your program because evidence-based, it, it, it's saying that it really does work. So when your team comes out, 
to help people. They really will be helped and not just, hey, that's great. You have these needs and, you know, do some yoga and deep breathing. And it's all going to be fine. And hey, bye. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's actual concrete ways to make a person's life easier when they are caring for someone with dementia. And do you also work with the people with dementia? We do. Um, and I think that I'll have another time to come on here and talk about our other program that's part of our grant funding. Um, but we do have another program um, called Cognitive Stimulation Therapy that we're providing through this grant. So I'm sure at another time I can talk more about that. But if you want to learn more about our whole program, um, you can check out our website, carelinkri.org, or um, shoot me an email or a phone call. Simple enough. And there's no and there's no cost to this at all for people. Right. Absolutely. No out-of-pocket cost. This is just, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on today, Kelly, because this is a great program that really does evidence-based work. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and um, I'm happy to share and spread the word because, um, you know, there's nothing like this in the state and, and we're happy to do it. So thank you. Everybody, let me tell you, being a caregiver is work. Make no mistake. It is a lot of work. And give yourself credit as a caregiver. Give yourself grace that, you know, sometimes it's a lot. And this program through CareLink and the Skills to Care really does help people. And it's free. Um, it's not going to cost you anything out of your pocket. And as we know, individuals with dementia are added at a higher risk of becoming victims of elder abuse because caregivers sometimes get frustrated and they kind of snap. And this is a program that's designed to help caregivers so that you don't reach that breaking point. And so it's really important that you help us get the word out about this program because the number of people caring for individuals with dementia is increasing and it's going to continue to increase. And, you know, by working all of us together and supporting one another and, and getting information out to others, we really can all make the world a better place. It is something that we can do together. So I look forward to seeing you all again next week. In the meantime, be well and be kind. If you like this video, Please follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube. For more information, visit rielderinfo.com or call 401-585-0509. If you have any questions, email deb at rielderinfo.com.